game comes down to a kind of wonky holding call, but it was a good game otherwise. We'll talk about that. Our favorite commercials, the depths to which Ohio State basketball continues to sink, uh, and all things related to Ohio State sports in this edition of the 11 Dubcast. I'm Andy Vance along with Johnny Genner. Johnny, I, you know, I feel like we've got to start with the Super Bowl. It may not be Ohio State football specific, but uh, I would dare say that all, all of us uh, were watching it. Uh, it was one of the most highly rated Super Bowls. I think the highest viewership in six years. 113 yeah. million. Viewers. One of the most highly rated television shows ever, period, I think. You know, which, I mean, as a side note, it, it always amazes me when you look at the highest rated TV programs of all time or like the list of the top 100 most watched things of the year. Something like 98 out of 100 of them are NFL games. <laughs> you know, it's it, mm. NFL really is the king of of television but let's talk about the game itself it was a banger i i don't know that i'm one of these given to recency bias hyperbole that'll jump on and say it was the best super bowl of all time like you know people do after one of these but i thoroughly enjoyed the game i thought both teams uh you know played relatively well the quarterbacks were outstanding uh both teams had highs and lows goofy crap that happened but but by and large rather for a guy who had no rooting interest uh, in either team i got my money's worth what did you think yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was, you know, I'm right there with you. I wasn't really that interested in the outcome uh, based entirely on the teams. But, you know, looking at other people's bets and prop bets and stuff and, and <laughs> being able to live vicariously through their degeneracy, either that was kind of fun. I enjoyed that. Um, and I would say I had no money on the game, and I would dare say yeah. you you had no money on the game either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you have something. I mean, I guess you can get in all the prop bets and stuff, but a game that close, I mean, I don't know. That's You're playing with fire uh, if you really are trying to put in some serious dough on something that close. It, you know, it was a fun game. It was a lot of fun. Both teams played really well. Both quarterbacks played really well. Hurts uh, had that one fumble, obviously, that uh, wasn't great. The only downside... I would say would be the condition of the field where guys were slipping and sliding around. You would think that, you know, a field that cost approximately $1 million, right? <laughs> I think they said $800,000 what it was costing them to try to get that thing right. Still couldn't, still couldn't get it right. And people have been complaining about that field and that stadium for a long time. Yes. Um, and they couldn't, they couldn't get it right. It, it's still, they're slipping and sliding all over the place. So aside from that, highly entertaining game, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no complaints for me. You know, it's, it's, it's sad, I guess, that you have a game get a little bit marred at the end by that, by that, you know, controversial call. Although, uh, I forget the guy that they called the holding on, but he said after the game that, yeah, that was the right call. Yeah, the, so, the defender cop to it, but I, yeah. you know, I, and it's still, I gotta, it's still weak. It's still weak. Yeah. Weak. That's, that's my thing. I, I, I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the game either. That's the thing. Like I appreciate you know I mean? him manning up, you know, and saying that like, that's, you know, Hey, right. big props to you. Cause it would be super easy as the scapegoat there. You know, it's, 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 it's your fault. Your team didn't win the super bowl. In other words, like that's how a fan would look at it it would be very easy to be like, man, fricking zebras hosed me and, and just play that. So I, I mad respect to that guy for saying, yeah, I held, uh, on the other hand, you could rightly call holding on pretty much every play of every football game ever played. And, right. and, 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 and to, you know, I respect the argument that says a holding in the first quarter should matter as much as the holding in the last quarter, except in, mm -hmm. in that circumstances, you know, you're you're giving the Eagles the ball back with a chance 
to you know put this thing away. Well, what there's 90 seconds left in the game, something along those lines. Like it just, oh, that was that was a really weak call at at one of the most pivotal points of the game, uh, and ultimately that's what that's what handed the win. Uh, to the Chiefs. I, I don't want it to sound like I didn't think the Chiefs earned it. Patty Mahomes was fantastic. Let me ask you this. Um, is Travis Kelsey like trying to go for a heel turn here? I, I, <laughs> I don't follow Kansas City that closely. I just had this impression that, you know, hey, he is the best in the business right now at his position. But when that dude opened his mouth after the game, I was thoroughly unimpressed. Am I being old man yelling at, at at cloud or, or is this a heel turn that I just didn't see coming? I don't know. I mean, maybe he's kind of playing up a, a Gronk kind of angle where he's trying to, that, that's, he's, that's my personality, man. That's, that's what I'm going to market myself on. I don't know. Maybe that's part of it, but he also is like basically the best in the game at his position. Right. He now, is. There's so. no question about that. And his play on the yeah. field was, was fantastic. Right. I just, I, you know, so then why, one, why say anything, right? Like, what's the point? You know? uh, um, and the whole thing, like I get that coaches and players like to manufacture this, you know, bulletin board controversy kind of, you know, motivational crap, but you were one of the top three favored teams to win the Super Bowl after last season. Don't give me this crap. Nobody believed in us. Nobody, everybody counted us. No, they didn't. Like nobody counted you out. I just, I don't know. I thought it was ridiculous. I counted them out. I said, no way. Absolutely not. They're going to lose every game. I don't care how great Pat Mahomes is. So he was talking Patrick to Mahomes. you. That's what yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, it's, to you specifically. Yeah, I agree. It's silly. It's I, I don't think that that was uh, made a whole lot of sense. But also, you know, Ramsey kind of said this in our Slack where he's like this is that's that's typical locker room stuff and it oh, just kind of you know, know. squirted out into the the real world you know we're like every team says that because that's what you Ugh. have to do to try to get yourself pumped which is in a larger macro sense this is not you know super bowl related or travis kelsey related i always had a hard time with that as an athlete when i was you know when i was playing on sports teams and yeah. i played on a couple good ones where i was not good myself but uh, my teammates were you know, they would say stuff like that, like, yeah, man, they've been disrespecting us all this time. Let's, they It would get other people fired up, and I'd be kind of like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> like, <You're right. laughs> when was I disrespected? I don't remember that. Why would they say that? <laughs> and so that kind of stuff just doesn't work on me. Like, it, you know, and our coach would say stuff like they, I have a coach who would try to do this, like, reverse psychology stuff and, you know, like. You know, I don't think you guys are that good. I'm like, maybe we're nice. not. Right. Like, right. Like, <laughs> when keeping just, it real goes wrong. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's always weird to me when I see that stuff in pro sports because I'm like, shouldn't these guys be kind of beyond that at this point? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just look at professionals it, like, who've been playing for so long. They, like, isn't isn't it really like, like I don't know. I people are people really posting newspaper articles in the locker room to get people motivated once you're like a 35 year old veteran who's been in the league for 12 years like i don't again that's not travis kelsey but my point is is that i see that stuff and it comforts me where i see people be skeptical of it yeah <laughs> because for a long time when i was younger i was like man I'm, i must i must have something wrong with me where this doesn't <laughs> motivate me in any way shape or form 
and then when I see it now and people are like, well, that's stupid. I'm like, oh, good. Okay. Okay. I was right. I was right. So, yeah. I, I it's just, silly. It, I, yes. Yes. Silly is a good word for it. it. It drives me crazy. I'm like, nobody, nobody disrespected you. Nobody counted you out. Nobody blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's just, it, it, no, no. You were one of the favorites from the get go. Everyone knows you're the top performer at your position. You guys were, uh, I mean, if not, if they weren't the favorites going into it, I mean, the line, I don't remember what we said the line was last week, but it was super thin. It wasn't like, oh, you know, Philadelphia was a touchdown favorite or any goofiness like that. So right. I just, big thumbs down for me. I was, I was totally unimpressed. Play on the field, excellent. Play after the game on, on the field on the post-game show, blab. No, no, big, big lose for me. All right, we got to talk about the commercials because that's why you really watch the football game uh the game's fine but you know well number one thing that continues to bug me uh i miss the budweiser clydesdales and and i i hope with the fiery passion of Ten Thousand burning suns that anheuser-busch does the right thing and brings them back to the super bowl sooner rather than later uh but you know all in all some good some good spots out there what was your favorite uh super bowl commercial this go-round favorite super bowl commercial that's i didn't think they had a lot of outstanding ones honestly um i least, think least favorite <laughs> you least go favorite that, you go that route <laughs> i don't know i mean the avocado thing i'm like okay like a lot of it you know what again i don't like the cloying ones i don't like the ones where they try to like tug your heart string like because i'm like you're, you're trying to sell me a product don't stop trying to be emotionally manipulative it might be the one i don't even remember what it's for but like the girl had this dog and i'm like all right I, first of all it was a dog food commercial and it made me okay cry. well congratulations that they, they actually stuck with the theme i appreciate that but um first of all nice try <laughs> right how dare you secondly mm. how many times have they done a variation on a commercial like that how many commercials have you seen where it's like oh you get a dog when you get a little puppy when you're young and then you grow up but yeah. the dog also is older and that's like i mean it's they, a dog life have, right i've <laughs> seen a variation of that commercial probably 40 times there are books so, and movies yeah <laughs> about and so, this concept right so that can go straight to hell i i'm sorry like no i have no interest in that at all that's so dumb to me and at this point like i'm i'm 38 get off my lawn i don't need that um i don't know the the stuff i i did like that there was a um you know we got a big breath of fresh air and not have any crypto <laughs> commercials no probably is cryptocurrency yeah. probably because bitcoin fell like 50 percent in the past year um i don't know maybe the adam driver one i thought that was weird uh and i kind of appreciate weirdness i don't know what what would you say uh, my favorite one was absolutely hands down the Uber One spot with Diddy. Uh, I thought it was oh, yeah, hilarious. That was good. Yeah, where where you have all of these one hit wonders coming yeah. in and and doing their one hit wonder song, but with lyrics about Uber One. I that to me that was, was pretty good, hilarious. I thought that was really fantastic. Um, you know, I was ready to enjoy the Pepsi Zero commercials with Ben Stiller and Steve Martin. Mm -hmm. Um, talking about, you know, is it really good or is it just acting? But they fell kind of flat for me. And I love both Ben Stiller and Steve Martin. Martin was better than Stiller. Um, but it, it just didn't it, it just fell flat. They were okay, they were good. Uh the other one that I actually really enjoyed, um, that I think I would only enjoy once and would quickly become very annoying, so hopefully it doesn't get in the regular rotation was 
the GM Netflix crossover for electric vehicles with uh, oh, Will yeah. Ferrell. Like that was pretty funny. Plumping, plunking Will Ferrell and a, a General Motors electric vehicle down into all of Netflix's big hits. Like that was, that was pretty funny. I, I enjoyed that one. So those were kind of the ones I got. I thought were okay. Um, and the rest of them were just, you know, I just like the Rykart one where you play where it was the uh, the big butts, but yeah. So I missed trucks this. instead. I, I saw people talking about it, and and I <laughs> missed it. that must have been a bathroom break for me or something. So, but there again, as uh, as one of our colleagues pointed out, I grew up with you know a thousand bad Rykart commercials. So like nobody will ever beat the king himself, uh, Fred Rykart, the man, the myth, the legend. Those spots were so bad they were good, and yeah. and hey, that's kind of how I felt about it. I was like, okay, you know what? Not going to be any worse than anything else I see tonight, so it's fine. Yeah, and it was and it was fueled. You know that those spots fueled the largest car dealership like on the face of the planet. That's the right. And you know what? Years, so and you know what? If it works, it works. Yes, and, and, absolutely. And, and and also, also, I I like I'm not trying to hate on the dude because you know what? Apparently, a pretty nice guy, and apparently uh you know like friend of the pro you know what i mean yeah like, yeah, I've I good, yeah i've heard i've heard all so, good things I don't, I don't, you, you know, know what people person, it's, all is things. it corny yeah does it work i guess so so you that's know okay. what that's okay that's okay and so maybe maybe i shouldn't be so hard on the dogs is all i'm saying i'm a little hard on the dogs but i'm just saying that's you know the, works, uh, the thing about the, the i had to laugh but the 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 dog commercial the dog it was called for a company called farmer's dog um <laughs> people overthink People overthink feeding their dogs. Just feed your dogs Purina Pro Plan, and and your dog will be fine. Like people get all they get all verklempt about. Oh, I need to feed raw food. I need to feed this. I need to do that. No, dogs are not people. Feed your dog a good, complete dog food. Purina Pro Plan is is probably the best in my opinion. You could go with Royal Canin. That would be fine. There's there's a few brands that you could feed. Uh, this farmer's dog stuff is too cute by half for me. Uh, but the thing we feed our dog nothing but snouts. So Just what was really funny? Z grade snouts. <laughs> we we always said you know pigs. We we use everything but the squeal. So you could yeah. you go. Right. But the thing that was really funny to me is because my Facebook feed because I worked in agriculture my whole career. Uh, a lot of farm people and I had to laugh. One of my buddies post on there he's like yeah i just saw this commercial uh this is great and everything but you know what we fed as farmers you know what we fed our dogs when we were kids it's like all of the scraps from the table that right. we didn't eat you know that's what right. the dogs ate it wasn't <laughs> we weren't we weren't paying you know 40 dollars a day to feed our dogs um it was kind of comical so the farmer's dog uh, was not getting fed the stuff from the farmer's dog i can promise you that <laughs> yeah yeah that i can i can definitely see that all right, so that'll do it for our uh, Super Bowl wrap-up. But the thing I think we have to uh, turn our attention to immediately since the Super Bowl is over, and that is the NFL draft. I was looking over uh, some mock drafts at NFL.com earlier today just to kind of get an idea, you know, what's uh, what's going down here with Ohio State's, uh, you know, newest crop of future NFL stars. Uh, CJ Stroud, according to the latest mock draft from NFL.com, going number two to the Colts, uh, behind Bryce, um, Young from Alabama going to the Texans. How do you feel about Stroud to the Colts? Is that a, is that a, a scenario where CJ Stroud could, could find some success or, or is this a, 
another destination that dooms him to a long line of Ohio State quarterbacks who who don't have great careers. I think it depends on who they hire, like who you know their coaches. Well, they actually just got a guy, right? Didn't they make a decision on that? Yeah, it was, they yeah. they pulled the offensive coordinator. I thought they pulled the offensive coordinator from the Eagles, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so that's good. So I think you could, I think you get some things done with that. There's a guy who obviously has some experience with, uh, with you know, young quarterbacks and and making them successful. I think that would be a decent landing spot. I mean, any place that he's going to go, if he's a top pick. Although I've seen some mock drafts uh, go for uh, the Kentucky quarterback. I think he's getting a little bit of movement. Um, which, you, you know, know this, you never know if that's real him at number five to the Panthers. Yeah. And you never know how much that's real at this point, because in January and February, especially as people are talking about this, it's like, I feel like there's so much smoke and you, you have no idea really what it is. I'm a little surprised, honestly, that CJ Stroud initially was as hired as high on the draft boards as he was. Some people are saying like, he could go number one, which I mean, I honestly think he could, but that's because, I mean, it, look at this. How many times have we said on this program that he may be the best pure passer in, in Ohio State history? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. And I, I think that skill is there. I think the problem is, is that the NFL is really they wanted to see how you do in the pocket under pressure. And I don't think I'm not one of those guys. There are a lot of people who were like saying that, oh, he just crumbles under pressure, you know, when people are blitzing. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I don't buy that. But. I also don't know that there may be enough um, film on him having to handle that and rolling out of the pocket where, you know, that was kind of a central part of the game. He's got to throw on the run. He didn't do that a ton. And and maybe that's why somebody might look at a Bryce young over him just because yep. Bryce Young's is a little bit more mobile and, and did more things like that. They, they want guys who are hyper accurate, but they, I think they're willing to sacrifice things like arm strength to get a guy like Pat Mahomes or Joe Burrow again, because both of those guys really mobile, make good decisions and whatnot. Um, but more importantly, like they can, they can handle pressure really well. And when you're, when you're drafting a quarterback high in the first round, okay. Good chance. Your offensive line isn't the best in the, in the country, right. Best in the best in the league. Um, mm-hmm. So you want a dude who's able to handle that. Uh Unless one of these teams is feeling super, super confident in their offensive line, I feel like C.J. Stroud might be lower than Bryce Young on that alone. Um, but you're right. I mean, talent-wise, you know, arm strength, decision – I mean, he's he's right up there with anybody else. He's, he's incredible at all those things. So I hope he lands in a good spot. I really want him to get to a place where he can, he can sling it around and, you know, have some protection. But I'm curious to see how he's evaluated – just based on the fact that he's he is going to be less mobile than some of these other dudes in the draft. You mentioned uh, offensive line play. This mock draft has Ohio State's second pick going uh, number seven overall. First rounder Paris Johnson Jr. They've got him mocked to the Raiders, and that that's sort of assuming that uh, the Raiders sign Jimmy Garoppolo or trade for Aaron Rodgers, and then mm-hmm. in which case they're going to want to uh, get a big time offensive lineman to to protect that guy. Um, you know, so I, you mean that to me makes sense, whether it's number seven to the Raiders or not. I think there's a little question, uh, Paris Johnson jr. Is, is going to be a high, high first round pick um, and, and deservedly. So, uh, then scrolling down through here, Jackson Smith and Jigba number 15 to the Packers. That's kind of an interesting, that's an interesting, uh, I'm I'm very curious about what he's going to end up doing. Um, because, 
I mean, you didn't really see him at all this past season, right? Exactly. And and you're really, I mean, you're basing a lot of it on potential, what he was able to do, obviously, in the Rose Bowl. That's huge. Um, but, yeah, that's an interesting pick. And, and I don't know, I mean, you're looking at some of the other, you got Jordan Addison, obviously, coming out of USC. That's, that's a huge guy. I mean, he's going to, he's probably going to go super high. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's. I am very curious to see what they end up doing though. I think he might slide a little bit further than that. I, I think they'll, they'll say like, this guy basically hasn't played really like full-time football in well over a year. Um, you know, what is he, what are we really getting with this guy? So I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious. And I, I again, that's to say nothing on his actual talent. I think Jason's incredible and, and he'll do great in the NFL. Um, but I, I wonder which team is willing to, uh, take him on potential rather than you know resume i guess yeah i mean you hit the nail on the head uh the the big time question for me is is how much uh scouts are or gms are going to miss that year's worth of game film because they're, sure. they're just in a whole hell of but you know what work. the other thing is they might see what alave and wilson did this past season and go you know what ohio state wide receivers are legit you know like it doesn't matter Heartline knows how to coach these guys up. This guy will be good no matter what. If he's healthy, he's he's gold. So that's all that they worry about. So they may see that and, and just say, look, reputation speaks for itself. We like Ohio State wide receivers now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, – I mean, the, goodness knows those picks have paid off in spades. Uh, Wilson and Olave have just been fantastic. Terry McClure. I mean, you can just go back. Yeah. Many guys have, have been just dynamite. I mean, there's – if there's a safe pick in the draft, it's an Ohio State wide receiver. Now, yep. the pick in this mock draft that caught me sideways out of nowhere, number 30 to the Philadelphia Eagles that we were talking about a moment ago, uh, Rocket Ronnie Hickman. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not have Ronnie Hickman as a first-round draft pick on, on my big board. Uh, I would. I don't know that I would even have him in the second round. I, I'm, I'm surprised a little bit by that. I think he's got a lot of potential as well, but that's – the thing is where he was playing, like that's one of those things where you really don't want to draft on potential. I don't think, I, I think you want a guy who is, you know, not ever going to be out of position. I mean, the dude, he's athletically, you know, amazing. I don't think you have to worry about that, but he also had to deal with a lot of staff turnover as a player. Um, I don't know that he feels like he would be a project pick and I am surprised they would put him in the top uh, yeah. first round. And what I thought was interesting is, is you know, so on NFL.com, uh, where, where I was reading this mock draft, they also have uh, analysis for, for most of these um, prospects. And and I thought this was interesting. The the writer, uh, Lance Zerline, says, you know, his NFL size, but he's lacking functional change of direction as an open field tackler uh, at his best as a down safety or a big nickel where he doesn't have to close as much distance on a runner or pass catcher. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talks about making plays as a run defender and in coverage when he's in position, but has issues redirecting in small spaces. So there's some uncertainty yeah. there. And that's where you talk about him being a project. Um, I, I think that's, I think that's fair dinkum. So, uh, very interesting, you know, in the first round, potentially four Buckeyes picked, uh, in the first round, I'd say three feels pretty safe to me. I don't, I don't know that I, I buy the idea of Ronnie Hickman as a first round uh draft pick which is probably why we haven't seen playing a bunch of mocks at this point so yeah all right well we'll uh we'll keep our eyes on that the other thing i thought uh was we wrap up the segment of nfl related buckeye uh news and notes 
Uh, Dan Hope had a great piece Monday at the site talking about Ohio State's top 15 performers from the NFL season. And how great was it to see that Ohio State uh, continues to dominate in, in the awards with Nick Boza um, and and um, Garrett Wilson both getting honored as as uh, defensive player of the year and offensive rookie of the year, respectively, on the NFL's night of honors. Oh, that was pretty fantastic. That was fantastic. And, and Nick Bosa has been a machine. I mean, that guy, I mean, from the jump. And you want to see, you know, not to take anything away from Nick Bosa's accomplishment, but you also want to see a healthy Chase Young. You want to see both of these guys and, of course, Joey. But you want to see all these guys just dominate and do what they were doing at Ohio State in the NFL. And, and Nick's performance is just unbelievable. Um, just, you know, week in, week out, just destroying dudes. And, you know, and like I said, we were just talking about Wilson a lot of it. I mean, either one of those guys, Wilson had an incredible year, but it's, you know what? It's reassuring sometimes to see that kind of talent translate to the NFL. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, you know, is Ohio state really good? Or is this a team that's sustainable, blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes those questions answer themselves when you see these guys go to the NFL and, and still dominate. So I like that. I like that a lot. And, you know, Garrett Wilson had one hell of a year. Um, I mean, he, he, I think in the same way that McLaurin has kind of tra- transformed himself into the go-to guy for his team. Yeah. Um, I think Wilson can do that same thing. Yeah. And, and back to what we were saying about the, um, the quality of the wide receivers that Ohio State's put into the league in recent years. As I scroll down through that list of 15 that Dan put together, you know, you had you had uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave, who, who we've we've all talked about. Uh, but then as you scroll down through there, uh, they're you know they're not the only ones either. Curtis Samuel. Uh, still making yep. some things happen. Um, uh, Paris Campbell for the Colts had 63 catches with three touchdowns this season. Noah Brown had 43 catches for three touchdowns and, and more than 500 yards this season. Both those were, were career highs there. So uh, maybe it goes back to giving some credence to the idea that JSN as a, a mid-first-round pick is is maybe not as big of a, um, a stretch as what we might think given – the lack of film on him this season, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, let's shift gears from NFL to shooty hoops. And uh, I, <laughs> I purposefully didn't lead with basketball this week because I feel like we've spent the last two episodes just bemoaning how utterly dreadful Ohio state basketball is. And just when I think we've reached new lows, the team hits a 27 year low by scoring just 41 points against Michigan state. Johnny, I think when you said it was quite possible that Ohio State would lose out the rest of the regular season, that people said, oh, come on, man, that's a little too much. And yet, uh, you know, (laughs) it's looking like you might have been Nostra freaking Domus on this. Well, I mean, just being an eternal pessimist, I don't know. I should get too much credit for that. Um, But, uh, I mean – especially in basketball and especially in a situation like this, you kind of have to kind of recognize when, um, when a team just is floundering, (laughs) you know, and I, I was talking with uh, Chase about this and, you know, my impression after the Iowa game was that was a complete fluke. It, It just did not seem real. Like what they were able to do. I mean, they put up a ton of points. They put up more than double the amount of points that they just did uh 
And I was like, there's no way because you had seen how the team had performed prior to that. And you're like, no, they've been pretty bad on offense. And then they've just been trending down and down and down and down and down and down. And I just, they're in a complete slump. And really the only way that you can get out of it in, in basketball is to shoot your way out, but they're not getting enough possessions. They're not, the tempo isn't, isn't strong enough for them to really get any kind of rhythm back in their game. Um, and they're not finding ways to get easy buckets either. Like that's the other problem that it feels like <laughs> the ones that should be going down are not. And then in any way that they're like against Northwestern, um, they're staying in the game just by like dent of the, the craziest, weirdest stuff happening. Um, so I don't know. I, overall, the team just looks like it's in complete disarray every single second that they're on the court. And I don't want to belabor this because I feel like we just, you know, every week, I mean, they got six games left, so we can keep doing this every week. But the truth of the matter is, is that this is who they are. And I still, I don't think they'll go 0 for 6, but, um, you know. Where's the, where's the win? Where's the win come from, though? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I struggle is like. Yeah, you would think, you would think that like, you know, law of averages, right? But right now, law of averages is not on their side. So I, I think it's entirely possible they lose all of them um i don't you know again i i think at some point they'll get somebody um but the other thing that you know we talked about this last time too every team is out there trying to play for seating for you know for march madness all this stuff there's nobody that doesn't that doesn't care that doesn't have a a motivation that they're going to be playing from here on out like they they need to win these games um so when they play ohio state they're not going to be lollygagging they, they, they're going to want to get them so i don't know it, you know it, it sucks I, I think in a larger sense with the funny thing to me is just how you know holtman keeps getting you know defended by the national media week in and week out and his fellow coaches in the big 10 are are trying to prop him up and that's kind of nice to see in one sense. You're like, wow, okay. They, they really care about this guy and they want Ohio state to be successful and they want, you know, Chris Holtman to be successful. That's, that's actually not, you know, it, it's not frustrating or infuriating or anything like that. It's, it's kind of nice to see, but after each subsequent loss, it becomes a little bit more silly, right? Because if they really finish this season, you know, going like one for what, like one for 17 or whatever, <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know what you say about that. I don't know how you defend that. That that's pretty indefensible at that point. Well, and you know, to your your point, the thing that kind of um, blows my mind about this is so obviously Chris Holtman is apparently well liked uh, by by his colleagues in the national media. I mean, we've said all along uh, he's you know one of the the most likable guys. But Tom Izzo, we really went to bat went to bat for him after the game. Um, against Michigan State, talking that fans should be a little patient with Holtman despite a, a disappointing season. Um, you know, losing to Michigan State in and of itself is not, you know, is, is nothing to hang your head about because Tom Izzo, I think, is almost as good as it gets, uh, you know, in terms of a coach, certainly in the Big Ten. You know, he's, he's fantastic. I love, love Coach Izzo. But, you know, he starts talking about things like, you know, the last three years, um, he talked about COVID, he talks about the transfer portal, he talks mm-hmm. about NIL and all those kind of things. And, and I appreciate that, coach, but at the same time, isn't everybody dealing with those exact same set yeah, of circumstances? Exactly, exactly, exactly. 
and you're 100 right everybody is he did you know yeah and like his team his team's still pretty good um yeah that's exactly right i mean it, and you know it's not it's not an ohio state issue and it's six point or six years into this this thing like it's your team now man like roster construction's done it's that's all you right um so i don't know i mean if you're talking about the immediacy right the, the end of this season penn state's probably their best chance of getting a win um the next two games are on the road they're going to play at iowa iowa is going to be definitely chomping at the bit to to give them some medicine after you know that one win that they've had in like the past 12 games um so i i can't see them winning that one and then you got to go on the road at purdue the the best probably the best team in the country so that's great uh, then you get Penn State at home, and then Illinois, Maryland, Michigan State, the three really good teams. So Penn State's probably your best shot at at pulling off a win. But that's the thing about Penn State. Penn State's 14 and 11. They might be 11th in the Big Ten, um, but, you know, they're, they're still a team that probably has some aspirations and, and wants to maybe make some noise in, uh, you know, in the Big Ten tournament and maybe even March Madness. Yeah, yeah. I just I think it's uh, entirely plausible that that they do uh, lose out here. Yeah, you're you're right. You know, the law of averages would suggest they're going to get another one, even if it does feel fluky like the the Iowa win. But um, I I don't know. And and the you know Izzo also added. He said uh, when he was talking about being a little patient. Um, you know, and you mentioned recruiting. You know, if they're if they're recruiting, quit going then be a little bit more upset but and and that's kind of what we keep hanging our our hat on gene smith's not going to do anything drastic because the recruiting classes that's coming in um and holman's gonna have all these young players i there's got to be something changed though whether it's a a shakeup of the staff i i just don't see how you can swallow a season this bad and i mean to 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 put it back into context (laughs) dwan jones uh, one of our favorites on the program uh chimed in you know that uh the football team famously said earlier in the season they could beat the basketball team <laughs> Dewan piped back up and and said uh yeah <laughs> we still can yeah and, and i don't know that anybody right now would doubt that very much yeah Dewan. yeah that was that was pretty hilarious i think he's definitely on one that was pretty good and he was also like ragging on the the super bowl uh turf and everything like he's great yeah big thing well, and you know by the way he's also a first round projection which i think will be great i want to see that dude get paid that'd be great yeah absolutely he's earned every earned, earned every bit of it so fingers crossed that comes to fruition uh before we get into ask us anything we'll do a little bit of uh non-rev news ohio state according to uh minutes of the board of trustees meeting or the agenda items rather for this week's board of trustees meeting is planning to build a new facility for its hockey programs the board will be uh, reviewing a proposal to build a new ice rink for men's and women's hockey. The construction would be slated to begin next year with a target date opening April of 2026. Uh, it would be just to the north of the Cavelli Center and the Jennings Wrestling Facility on the athletic campus uh, near the new lacrosse stadium and the Ty Tucker Tennis Center. All of those facilities that they've built up there have just been, uh, I mean, fantastic. They recently opened the new lacrosse stadium um i've covered events in the the jennings wrestling facility covelli center 
they are just um, really, really top shelf. So, and and I know you're particularly excited about this uh, new ice facility. They absolutely need we spoke one. it into existence. We yeah, did we, it. We were talking we about it. it. They absolutely need a new facility. So good, good, good time uh, to be part of Ohio State athletics, I guess, because the 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 money is rolling. You know what's funny? So when we so we Dan reported on this, obviously, and um, uh, <laughs> I love couple of things i love about this okay so is is reporting so first of all he notes that the facility only seats about a thousand people which yes i'm sure that's about the they that's the attendance that they approximate there's no way in hell a thousand people get in there um that that is that is some serious like nuts to butts like that's there's i'm sorry that thousand people in there would not be comfortable in any way shape or form um and then uh nadine moserall uh says Quote, we've won with, let's be honest, the ugliest rink in collegiate hockey, and we still won a national championship. I'll recruit the kid that doesn't care about that, and that's not externally driven because I want that blue-collar kid who never had that growing up anyway. But I would also, yeah, and then he's like, no, 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 it's great that we have a crappy hockey rink, but I would, al- I would always embrace a new hockey rink, and I got to give credit to Gene Smith and his team. That's his mission. Um yeah, yeah. I love the fact that Nadine Mazarol, that Coach Mazarol is uh super upright and frank yes. about about Coach, the reality. Coach and, speak and not, be damned. And and you know what? She shouldn't mince words because she's right. That is one hundred percent right. The ugliest rink in collegiate hockey, that is absolutely true. Uh it is ridiculous that national champions play on that. And I'm glad they're getting a decent rank. Good for her for saying that and and good for Ohio State for for getting the the ball rolling on that because it's not acceptable that they play there. Yep. Very exciting stuff. Looking forward to that. I'm I'm hoping that uh and another non-rev news, the men's tennis team is rolling. I know you've been following this along. They've been uh, great. Yeah, bring us up speed. Yeah, well, so I mean the thing is, you know, the, the men's tennis team has been good for a while, right? This is not I think one of the things that people forget is that they've got guys who are pros like Josh Wolf out there is out there kicking butt. Um, but you know, Ohio state, uh, in terms of men tennis has been, they, they started, people may not know how the seasons work, but they kind of just started the season here relatively recently. Uh, they got road victories against wake forest and Virginia, two top 10 wins. So that's pretty sick. And right now they're the number one team in the country. I mean, that's it. And they've been good for a while and they've been whomping dudes for a while. So um, they're going to play Baylor here soon. Actually, as of this, uh, you know, this recording being published, they'll, they'll play it on today. So Tuesday. Um, and that'll be in Columbus at the Ty Tucker Tennis Center. Um, also part of that great, you know, sports campus that they've built up. So um yeah, I'm excited. They're they're gonna they're gonna be kicking some butt, and I hope they bring home another uh, national championship to Columbus. Yep, same, absolutely, uh, good stuff. Love seeing the non-revenue sports uh, continue to succeed. Ohio State, uh, Ohio State, living in some great times. So uh, I'm I'm here for it. All right, let's uh, let let's go to our our favorite segment of the program. Ask us anything, which uh, as always is brought to you by the dry goods store at 11 warriors.com hats, t-shirts, stickers, all things for the discerning fan of, uh, the preeminent site covering Ohio state sports, go to drygoods.11warriors.com. What do we have in the mailbag this week, my friend? Well, I remind you guys that you can, um, send us questions asking us literally anything to dubcast at 11 warriors.com. Um, 
and let's go ahead and start with our good friend Alvin. He's got a couple this week, actually, but we'll start with the the more maudlin one. We'll we'll start with the uh, worst college football memory. <laughs> Thanks, Alvin. Yeah, why you got to bring me down? Uh, I know what is what a, is your worst college? There's, a, there's a great song, one of my favorite uh, sort of you know mexicali uh sort of country music song is a band called the mavericks and the song is uh, all you ever do is bring me down and oh, okay. it, the title sounds really dark but it's got like this so you know how some like um tex-mex kind of music has like an accordion in it you know oh sure really yeah. up tempo and yeah, yeah, yeah that's this it's like really up tempo it's not mariachi it's not a big horn section right right but i, know I got that, that 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 uh, almost zydeco accordion in mm. it and and it's just the most up-tempo song about about a woman bringing the man, the, the singer, down all the time. And so that's the way to go, Alvin. All you, all you ever do is bring me down. Uh, okay. You know, I would say um, as a kid, they, since we're, we're kind of in the mode of the Super Bowl, that, that Super Bowl where the Bengals played Joe Montana and it was like in the Icky Woods era and well this is specifically college and, football sir oh did you say yeah. college football oh, I think yeah. it's football okay well yeah. okay but that was a pretty low moment for me too because <laughs> yeah. I was I was <laughs> I mean, all yeah, in. that's pretty I, bad too I was ready to do the Icky Shuffle all over uh, of course, San Francisco yeah. and and maybe no uh, maybe even more so because my little brother had adopted for reasons that to this day are entirely unclear to me the San Francisco 49ers as, as his team. Cause they were uh, good. Everybody's got, they were, they were, and, and, and I'll say, you know, no, nothing but love for, you know, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. Uh, those guys were, were incredible. Don't ask me to name anybody else. that was on that team. Steve Young. Oh, there I'll give you Steve Young. There. How's that? Um, okay. College football. W- well, pick one of the times. Like I think Clemson, you know, shithousing Ohio state 31 to zero is, is one of my That's more recent, like that was, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say I was embarrassed uh, to be a fan because I'm I'm not going to be that I'm never going to be that guy. But that that one that one bothered me a lot, but mostly yeah. because I cannot stand Dabo Swinney um, and and hate uh, him specifically, uh, <laughs> but but as an avatar for that program, uh, I mean, with a a righteous uh, fury. So yeah. losing to them, you know, if you lose to Alabama 31 to zero, you just credit Alabama. They're that right. good yeah, and, and all honor and respect to Nick Saban, the best to ever do it. But, but to lose to that clown, you know, huckster, I just, mm, oh, that bothered me so much. Uh, the one that might've have, have stung a little more in terms of just how upset you were was the game in which Ohio state actually won, but that, ridiculous call you know cheated ohio state from winning the game there but the 31 to 0 one that 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 really that was a low that was a low point yep. i'm going to say so i have a very specific memory of the 2006 national championship game um there was a watch party at the shot and my friend and i not well he was my roommate too but my room significant that he was my roommate because we were we walked down to the stadium together and into the shot and we're like yeah it's gonna be great and at that point, you know, I don't think there was any doubt in anyone's mind that Ohio State was just going to like sleepwalk to a national championship, right? Yep. Like this was a team, this is the team of destiny. They were so good all season. They were number Absolutely. one team, no doubt. Florida, pff, who's Florida? Um, I don't think anybody had any doubt they're going to win that game comfortably. And we left at 
like before halftime. I mean, we, we knew that everything had gone completely south and then we kind of like sulked back to our dorm room and just sat in silence. We turned it on. We turned the, you know, just in case something, some miracle happened. Right. We had it on in the background and we just were sitting at our computers and just stone silence for the remainder of the game. And then as soon as the clock ate zero, we immediately turned it off and then just went to bed. And we're like, this is terrible. Um, it was pretty awful. That was pretty bad. And it, it just because you had like a whole season of buildup to that kind of disappointment. Uh, and especially after the one, you know, one versus two Michigan, Ohio state game. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just bad all around. So that I would have to say is probably worst college football memory. I was actually sitting, you know, in the Oh five uh, Texas game, uh, that Ohio State lost at home um, to uh, to Vince Young. I was sitting in the end zone about literally probably about 30 feet away from Ryan Hamby when he dropped the touchdown <laughs> and walking, you know, 30 minutes back to where we Oof. parked uh, just in, again, in dead silence and everybody just furious. I mean, that was that was not a great experience as well. Yeah, so that's a good job. Hamby. Thanks, Alvin. Tell Hamby, you what, let's, Hamby should have walked back the half hour. To oh, God, car. that was boy that was that was hard to watch up close um all right let's let's uh let's brighten it up with the second question you just won a ten thousand dollar shopping spree to a store wow. of your choice congratulations emotional whiplash there i know is <laughs> from one to the other which store and what are you buying oh geez <laughs> i am i am definitely a um an experience is not things kind of guy but i would say in this oh, sure, case yeah. Uh, in this case, assuming that I wasn't spending it actually on travel or something like that, I this is going to sound really weird. I would probably buy um, some new dog crates and and uh, grooming okay. supplies. You know, we're we're crazy dog show people, right? So sure, yeah. the the crates we have one. Um, we call them. Crates, I'm sure, those aren't are, cheap. These are basically the kennels. You know, that the dogs sleep in or right. only go to the dog shows. Yeah, exactly right. The ones that I I love the most. Uh, we have one of them, but they retail for probably twelve hundred bucks. Uh, and I would like to get—I bought this one used for like four hundred. And I would like to get more, but I just, you know, am not <laughs> ready to drop be like five large on some new kennels for the pups. So, <laughs> right. yeah, if all of a sudden I had, uh, you know, a little shopping spree, yeah, that's probably where I'm going with it. Impact, uh, impact dog crates, yeah, three or four of those. Happy day. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. You know what? I would have to say Dick Sporting Goods. Um, there's just the the variety of things that they have. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a super outdoorsy kind of guy. Um, I don't like to go camping, but it's different because like, I don't know. I guess I don't know how you would define an outdoorsy guy, quote unquote, because I like being outdoors. I like, I like riding my bike a lot. Right. I like, um, I like going kayaking and canoeing and things like that. That's something I really enjoy doing. I like hiking a lot. So I feel like there's just, and plus they've just got all that merchandise. You know what I mean? Like all the sporting goods and everything. I, I would, I would say Dick sporting goods is a pretty good spot for me to drop 10 large. I think I could do that, especially yeah. with, you know, they got like the Peloton bikes and everything. I can get some super fancy. Um, yeah, I would say Dick Sporting Goods. And what I would buy, honestly, I would probably buy one of the fancy Peloton bikes where I don't like I've a I I cannot do um I can't do those like spinning classes and stuff. And it's not because I think they're dumb or anything like that. I just I don't like the I ride my bike to get away from people. <laughs> I really don't like the I don't like people yelling at me <laughs> and telling me to go fast. I'm like, no, I'm gonna do what I want. 
I would want to get one of those things where you could like simulate a bike ride through the Alps or, you know, through the black forest or something like that. I think that would be cool. I think that would be fun. Um, you know, nice. Or, or if I'm really stupid, try to simulate like the Tour de France while I watch the Tour de France, that would be pretty cool. Nice. So something like that, I think would be, would be definitely a, a pretty high item on my list. Um, and that would probably eat up. I would say the majority of my, of my $10,000, unfortunately. Uh, although I do know that after pandemic, people are trying to like give them away. So who knows? Um, okay. Last one here. This is from Kevin. Guys, when I watch Ohio State men's football team, I experience strong emotions, joy, anger, etc. When I watch the Ohio State men's basketball team, I feel nothing. <laughs> what do you two feel in the circuit in these circumstances? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I've watched. <laughs> I have watched less Ohio State basketball this season. Yeah, than, yeah. Than I have I probably at any point in the uh-huh. whole era. And I mean, I think it's it's i mean people have been listening to the show no it's definitely not apathy like i'm not to that point yet because i i i love ohio state basketball um have have for years i mean i've got i've got great memories of of watching you know these teams as a kid and um my my parents as much as football is probably my my favorite sport i grew up in a basketball crazy house like probably my one you know disappointment's the wrong word i mean i'm made the way i am and given the gifts and talents that i am but mom and dad i think would have just delighted if i had been a good basketball player and i i was not they love 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 basketball so i i think frustration you know is is what i feel like i'm super frustrated because i want chris holtman to be successful and he just hasn't been and i i want yeah. this team to to play to the level Ohio State's football team does, you know, to the to the level we we've talked about with some of these non-revenue sports, right? Women's hockey, men's tennis. Like I, I want them to be as good as an Ohio State basketball team should be, and right. and they just haven't been. And I and I feel like, you know, there was a real rift in the in the fan base at the end of the the Mata administration. The people that were like, you know, you give Thad Mata all the time in the world because he's been incredible and people just love that Mata. And I was one who was very vocal that, no, it's the time is up. Uh, he's not getting the job done anymore. It's time to move on. Ohio state can and should expect more. And so was very excited about, you know, the, the fact that, Hey, we were turning the page here. Um, things had gone downhill in a big way and, and it was time to, you know, get And so now here we're, we're to me well uh, past that point where things are not getting better. Uh, right. I mean, maybe you can, maybe you can hang your hat on the recruiting and say, well, they will get better because of the talent. Uh, but I, I guess I question the development. I, I question the coaching of that talent. I don't question the recruiting, but something's got to give. Or what, 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 what are your, where are you at on the emotional scale here? Uh, <laughs> anger, resignation, apathy. Well, you know what? so i the thing with football is i used to feel really strong emotions and and to be fair like i still i mean losing to michigan will put me in a funk for several days like i'm I'm pretty pretty pissed off about those situations um or losing like a bowl game you know like a a college football playoff like i'm I'm, i i still i don't want to say i take that like hard i'm not like you you were wound pretty tight after Ohio state lost to georgia oh my god yeah i'm not whoa i took that harder although i took that a lot harder than i thought i would um 
but in general, I think I do have, you know, kind of a, a clinical detachment just because I've been doing this for so long, you know, like talking about Ohio state sports and writing about Ohio state sports. So it's not as strong as it used to be um, because you do kind of see the, the arc a little bit and you kind of know how the sausage is made. So it's not as it, it, you just see it from a different perspective. I don't think it's necessarily bad or, or better or anything like that. It just, it means that you just don't hang on it quite as hard as you used to with men's basketball. I mean, the thing is, is that it really is about their success and, and how well they're playing, you know, which is what will get me invested. And if they're playing well and there's, you know, some players that I really enjoy watching, I'll be invested in. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get really hyped up about it unless I think that they're capable of getting to final fours and things like that. But in general, you know, it's it's entirely dependent on what I see on the court uh, on a you know year to year basis. The thing is, and this is what, gene smith really has to worry about i think a lot of fans are where kevin's at where they just it's not even necessarily apathy where it's just actively you know kind of like i don't care you know whatever i don't even know after seasons like this that people even think about the college football or the, the the men's basketball team and that's a problem that's a really really big problem because it's not you know basketball is always going to be the second fiddle to football um but the danger is, is that if you string multiple bad seasons together, they may play second fiddle to wrestling or, you know, like women's basketball or tennis or hockey or whatever. You, you don't want one of your chief money making, you know, revenue generating programs to be irrelevant. So I think you got to worry about that if you're Ohio State administration, because it's not. It's, it's not that you're giving Holtman, you know, a bunch of time and, and hoping that'll turn things around. It's that you've got to be able to rely on that program being significant enough for people to care. And the longer they're not, the less people will. So that's a problem. And, and, you know, I don't, I feel, I feel a certain type of way about the basketball team right now, because I think they're just completely underplaying up to their talent level. Um, but if you see that again next year, like, I don't know that I'll have the energy to really be upset about it, honestly. And I think a lot of fans feel the same way. Yep. Yep. Well put. Yeah. So that's ask us anything. Thank you for sending those questions in and uh, we'll keep answering. them. All right. Good stuff. Uh, good stuff, friends. Good show. And we will continue to follow the trials and tribulations of the basketball program, uh, men and women. We didn't talk much about the women this week, but they've not been on a, uh, a great run as of late either uh, yeah. we are coming now into the postseason for wrestling as well the big 10 tournament will be here before we know it uh, and so we'll keep you abreast of all of those developments and uh, of course we encourage you to engage with us on the social media channels as well until next week i'm andy i'm johnny thanks for joining us on the 11 dubcast we're clear.